Welcome to Lucky Episode Number 13. Station to Station Podcast has New York baseball officially hit rock bottom. We'll answer that and a lot more coming up next. Station to Station. This station is Station to Station. John Persapio giving you another solo show this week. Brian Sarnelli off on vacation before the July holiday. Pat Lavin not with us today as well, too. So here we go. You stuck with me for yet another Station to Station podcast episode. Uh, we got a lot to do, a lot to talk about this week. The Yankees and the Mets. Jeez, uh, let me tell you, things are not looking good for both teams. Um you know, we're getting to that point now of the season where you start looking ahead for, you know, the football team. Start looking, you know, the Jets, the Giants, because hope is all about lost um, for both the Bombers and the Metropolitans here in what we're not even in July yet. Okay. I mean, that's that's what has you just beside yourself. We're not even in July and the level of baseball we're seeing day in, day out here uh, in New York is absolutely terrible. Um, you know, let's let's talk about the state of New York baseball. Let's get that out of the way right now. You know, the New York Yankees, they're sitting. Now, you look at the record. It tells you a bit of a different story, okay? The Yankees are at 41-34, and 34, which isn't bad. You know, a lot of teams would sign up for that. The problem is... Is there the in the stacked American League East, where you have Tampa Bay is the best team in baseball currently. You have Baltimore, who has exceeded everyone's wildest expectations to this point. You have a Toronto team who's good, right? And the Yankees have also shown you that they can't beat the Red Sox. So throughout that entire division, you have teams that not only give the Yankees problems, but they win. Now, 41 and 34 isn't a bad record, but break it down a little bit. They're four and six out of their last 10. They sit nine and a half games back of first place in the AL East. I'm sorry, but the AL East is all but done. Um, as far as the Yankees are concerned, the AL East is done. That's a pipe dream at this point. Now, they currently sit in that last third wild card spot, barely above the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They're tied in that spot with, coincidentally, Houston. They have the same record as the Astros entering play today. So, if the playoffs were to start today, you have the Yankees and the Astros, right? And we all know how that goes. A lot of people say, you know, for both teams, this is done. No playoffs. I, I do I do think one, if not both, of these teams do make a wild card. Okay? I do. Just because of how wide open the field is now. You know, baseball has made it that much easier to get in. And I keep hearing the, oh, just get in, you know, just get in and go from there. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, folks, 
the way the Yankees have looked, I don't care if they get in or not. I mean, who are they beating? Who is this team beating? Because if they have to play Houston, forget it. They're not doing that. All right? They play Tampa. They've shown they can't beat Tampa. Baltimore. Baltimore has been playing them hard. They just lost a series last go-around they had with the Orioles in the Bronx. Baltimore took two out of three. So who who's this team beating? Now, I know, I realize you have Judge still working his way back from an injury. We'll see. Uh, until you start to see him on a field and you start hearing positive things the day after, you hold your breath with Judge. You really do. A lot of people say, you know, this toe injury, this is no joke. Uh, former NFL, former New York Jet, Bart Scott, he went through, he he chronicled this on his show uh, a few weeks ago. He said, you know, he had a similar injury, broke his toe, came back from it, didn't let it heal properly, and now to this day, part of his foot doesn't touch the floor when he walks because it, it never healed correctly, and it affected him severely on the field afterwards. Now, if you're the Yankees, the guy you just locked up, major captain on a nine-year, millions-of-dollar deal, you want him to have to possibly go through that? No, especially not in a season where you have this many holes. Now, across town, the Mets, the Mets are, you know, this is where it gets a little bit different. The Mets are sitting at 34 and 40. All right, pretty much a flip of records. Um, between the Yankees and the Mets. 34 and 40 are the Mets. There is them as well. They are four and six out of their last 10. However, they sit 14 games back out of the division. 14 games back. Now, you take a look at the wild cards. As I said, Yankees currently sit in that position. But the Mets, I mean, the Mets, they're seven games back of a wild card at the moment. So. Naturally, you got to ask yourself, if you're the Mets, what are you doing in a few weeks here? We're almost in July. July is just, believe it or not, I don't know where the time has gone this year. I feel like, you know, it was just opening day. But we're almost in July. That comes the trade deadline. So the Mets, they got to figure out what their plan is, who they are, what they're doing. And forget about Otani, okay? Forget about Otani. First of all, the Angels, they're two in this. I don't think they move Otani, for one. I could be proved wrong. You never know what goes on in that office in, you know, in Anaheim. They're lost. Maybe they do, realizing that they have no shot of bringing him back this year. But even if they make Otani available, if I'm the Mets, I'm not touching him yet. You got to wait till free agency. But really, I think it's time, if you are the Mets right now, start looking at moving some of these pieces. Some of the pieces you have, if you could make them available right now, teams would have to pay a premium on it, right? Because this is the new day and age of baseball. You know, what you thought you knew about trade deadlines and in-season trading, trading, excuse me, it's a whole new ballgame. 
Okay, and that's because you have all of these additional teams that are in the hunt. Teams don't know, are we buyers, are we sellers? Are we neither, are we staying pat? But you haven't seen any deals of substance to this point. And if you're the Mets, and there's two guys in particular I'm talking about, two, two players in particular you have, to, you have to look at moving. David Robertson and Adam Adovino. There's always teams looking for fresh arms out of the bullpen. And the way Robertson and Adovino have performed this year, you make them available now, and teams know you have to, you know, up the ante a little bit to try to get one of these guys. You can get, get a nice return, a decent return. Probably more so than what you would get at the deadline. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's completely given up. It doesn't help the team, that's for sure. The way they're pitching right now, the Mets pitching has been horrible. And you really have to worry going into next year, right? You're going to have Scherzer back again. And now Scherzer, believe it or not, I mean, in that Houston series, he gave you the best start. And that's the thing about the Mets, right? You have no freaking clue what to expect any day when it comes to the Mets. When the Mets had the Yankees series, we all thought, all right, you know, Scherzer's going to have a good game. The Verlander game is going to be the tough one. Complete opposite. Verlander went out. Now, I didn't because I know that Verlander owns the Yankees always. But you talk to Brian, you talk to anyone following the game, they, they all thought the opposite. That's not how it shook out. You know, Scherzer obviously can't hold a five-run lead. Yankees come back and win the game. Verlander the next night looks electric. Then you go in this Houston series. Scherzer, five-run lead. You're thinking, oh, here we go again. But no, he did a great job. He held it. Got the Mets the win on the series opener. What do they do the next two days? They drop them both. And Justin Verlander on his homecoming, you know, didn't pitch great either. But you got next year as well with both these guys. Could you possibly look to see if you can get anything in return on them if you eat the salary? I think that's the move you got to do if you're Steve Cohen, right? If Steve Cohen, we, we, Mr. Endless Pockets, I think you have to admit defeat on at least one of these guys. And to me, it's Scherzer. Make him available. Kick the tires you know, on the block at this deadline. See if anyone will bite on a Scherzer. And get some kind of prospect in return. Because the Mets have a, they have a lot of holes, and they need a lot of help. They need to get younger. They're young guys that they're playing right now. I mean, what are we doing with Vientos? What, seriously, what are we doing with Vientos? 14 games back are the Mets. And we're sending Vientos down to the you got to be kidding me. The Mets are lost. And, you know, I don't, it seems like a lot of this is Billy Epler. And I said a few weeks back that it'd be an interesting offseason. Because you have the Yankees underperforming, you have the Mets underperforming. What do Hal and Steve Cohen do about these, you know, glaring holes? Major red flags. 
Now, I, I said, you know, Epler's probably safe. He's too new, right? I don't know if that's the case. You're starting to hear, you know, a little bit of buzz that they're starting to look into David Stearns again from Milwaukee. Now, I would personally, I would love to see a Stearns. I would love to see someone come challenge Cashman. I think it's time to move on from Brian Cashman. And I've always been big on cash. I always have. But I think it's time. The pro- You know, the Yankees are getting too many guys, too many injuries, too many guys coming in with a history of injuries. And then we act surprised when they're on the IL for, you know, a quarter of the season. I would love to see a shift back to old school baseball, less metrics. But you're not going to see that. And I know many of you feel the same way, but we're not going to see that anytime soon. I'm sorry. I am. I mean, it's just not going to happen. But the Mets, the Mets are a disaster right now. The Yankees haven't been much better, mind you. But the optimism that comes with the Yankees has won their record, right? For all in all, for as bad as they've been, their record right now is not great. But this can get real ugly real quick if you don't get Aaron Judge back in this lineup soon. You need to get Judge back. Carlos Rodon has actually been doing rehab starts, which is exciting. And he's looked pretty good pitching with Somerset down at TD Bank Park. Short drive, just down 287. If you ever get a chance, go check him out. Beautiful ballpark. But Rodon, if you can get a healthy Rodon back and a a good Rodon, if you can get Judge back soon, not talking after the All-Star break, I mean like somewhat soon, ideally before, that's a good start. Bader's back. He's just got to stay healthy. You know, how many times are we going to say this? Bader's back. It's part of the problem, these injuries. And that has to fall on Cashman. I'm sorry. It does. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Hal Steinbrenner's comments this week. That got some play. Um, Hal appearing on a radio show in New York. He made the comment that he's confused by the fans' reaction, and it's only June. I don't know. This has been getting a lot of play. And I, I see what he's saying in that, hey, it's June. We have a lot of guys coming back and essentially highlighting some of the positives that I just went over. But to say that you're confused by the reaction and that it's just June is a bit tone deaf. And he said he cares. He wants to hear the, you know, the reaction. He wants to hear, get essentially, you know, the state of the fan of the Yankees. But for us, this isn't, it's just June. This is, we are sick and tired of watching the same crap day in and day out of feast or famine baseball when it comes to the offense, questionable bullpen decisions, questionable game strategy, and this isn't just June. This is going back years now. 
And sure, Aaron Boone has made some questionable calls along the way. I know he got into it on his weekly spot as well, too, this week. Over a few decisions, whether to bring the infield in or not. I'm okay with that. I know the bullpen usage has also gotten a lot of questions, but what he said is true. I mean, listen, you can't run these guys out there every game. Just And when you feel like it's a big game, because I'll be honest with you, every game right now is a big game. But you can't run, you know, your A guys out there every single night. You just can't. They're, they get too tired. That's how you get more injuries. And then when you need them, if you, God forbid, you know, you make the playoffs as a wild card and you, you believe that you have some shot, their arms are blown out by the time you get to there. And the league is seeing them nonstop. So they lose efficacy. So, no, the answer is not just to keep bringing the same guys out in the bullpen. But what you need to do is start hitting so that you don't have to go to these high-leverage guys on these big games every single night. And if you're not going to hit, well, then you need to get more arms in that bullpen, which I think they need. Because, I listen, unless the Yankees somehow miraculously bring in Luis Arise to this lineup, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. I really don't. Now, Miami, they're in it. They'd be foolish to have to move in a rise at this point. But never say never with Miami. But if you can get a Luis a rise, that's the guy you have to get. I don't care. Trade off the farm system. Get rid of, get rid of you know, the Martian, Dominguez. Get rid of them. I don't care what it takes. You, you do whatever it takes to get a Luis a rise in this lineup. Because the Yankees need that so desperately. Other than a few seasons of DJ LeMahieu, when he first came to the Bronx, the Yankees haven't had a solid contact hitter since Derek Jeter retired. Since that moment, this team has fully transitioned into their namesake, the Bronx Bombers. And that's all it is. It's feast or famine. Home run or strikeout. And, you know, the Sabermetrics loves that. But we scratch our heads, you know, every October when we get absolutely railroaded. You can't score a run to save your life. I'm sorry. Good pitching neutralizes the power threat. It does. The Yankees, their main avenue for success is to get lucky, run into a mistake, and hit it over the fence. Problem is, when these games really matter, these teams aren't making those mistakes. Or when they do, the Yanks aren't capitalizing on it. They miss that one shot, and there it goes. You know, by the wayside. So they need a lot of work. We talked about the trade deadline a little bit. Um, You know, a horrible, horrible weekend in Boston for the Yankees. Absolutely horrible getting swept. Embarrassing. You know, you had the Saturday rain out. I was actually happy about that rain out that I didn't have to watch a disaster. I got to go out, you know, on Saturday night, enjoy myself, not have to worry about the Yankees a little bit. But then Sunday, you know, you have a doubleheader. You have a day of just getting your ass handed to you. I think the writing's on the wall. They they need to make 
they need to make some changes. And I don't like the tone from Hal so far going over, you know, in his interview, all of the expenses they pay, how they pay 100% of their ballpark bonds, you know. Uh, you know, they have a bill due on that bond, even during COVID. Their payrolls, the second, high, you know, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you, Hal. You shouldn't have to spend all of this money to win. The problem is, is that your general manager has no clue how to construct the team without spending money. And let's face it, folks, the way baseball is this, you know, these days, there aren't that many guys that get to free agency that are young, you know, athletic, hit for average. You don't see it anymore. You just don't see that. You know, with the six-year arbitration and then with teams managing their, you know, their workload, so they bring them up to maximize the amount of years. They won't bring them up in April. You know, we've seen this crap. We talked about it with Chris Bryant not long ago, what the Cubs did to him. You know, they're manipulating that service time. And their players aren't hitting free agency until, you know, they're in their 30s. Some of them, you know, towards their mid-30s. That's why this upcoming offseason with Otani available, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a storm like you haven't seen before. It was already wild when teams were courting him in the posting process coming over from Japan. But this is going to be another level. Okay, I don't I don't know if we've seen anything like this. Aaron Judge, his process last year was quite an experience. Uh, you expect this to blow that out of the water. You know, if you're the Yankees, though, right now, you have to start looking at the market if you want to have any hope of the postseason. Um, my main takeaway from this week after watching that dreadful Boston series and then also, you know, in the Seattle series as well, too, it's time to get rid of Glaber Torres. I talked about early on in the season how you saw an energy from Glaber. You know, that opening day home run he hit, how pumped up, excited he was for that home run. You, you know, you looked at it and you said, okay, this is a guy who realizes he's playing for his job. He's playing to keep, you know, his living situation in New York. I don't know what happened. Maybe he's been trying too hard because the just the mental lapses you're seeing him make are otherworldly. Okay? I, I've never seen that side of Glaber this bad. This is bad. He's not, you know, he's not hitting much. His on base has been decent, probably actually one of the better on the teams, but it's you know nothing to write home about by any means. And then these mental lapses he's making, it's time to get rid of Glaber. He's got another year on of control on him, that brings value. He's still young. There's gonna be a team out there that thinks there's something in there. Get rid of him before he you know he loses all of his value. And the Yankees have options. You know, they have Peraza. I, to be honest with you, Peraza hasn't impressed me at all. At all. He's looked terrible. He's looked like an absolute bust. But I take that over Glaber Torres. I, I will. But if, go out there. 
see what you can do. Okay, I think it's time that, hey, Donaldson, I don't know how you can realistically keep sending Josh Donaldson out to the hot corner with the way his bat has looked. With the postseason he had last year, with the season he had last year, with the season he's had this year, you know, especially since coming back off the IL, he's looked terrible. And I don't, I don't see any way how you can keep trotting him out there or, you know, let alone, again, if we're talking about a postseason series, you can't have him in that lineup. You can't. This is the last year of his deal. Now, he won't be back with the Yankees, but for the money that he's owed, you know, it is what it is at this point. Either see if you can move him or if not, just cut him. Try to go get something. Try to go get some help at third base. You need it. You need, I mean, you need help at third. You got to do something about Glaber. Volpe hasn't hit much, but you, you know, you got still just keep run Volpe out there. I realize that, you know, the offense is not there for Volpe. He's looked good in the field. Sure, he's made a few mistakes. He has these sparks every now and then at the plate, but you have to let him find it. I think keeping him up here, letting him get the experience, no matter what, is the best thing you can do if you're the Yankees when it comes to Volpe. Let him let him go. And then, you know, maybe towards the end of the year, something clicks. If not, you know, we'll see how it goes next year. But now next year, if it continues, that's when you have to start really looking at it. But Volpe's not your problem. It's Donaldson. It's Glaber. You haven't gotten much offense out of your catching position from behind the plate. Some people have said, oh, you know, let's bring up Rortfett again. Well, here's the problem. Guess what? Rortfett's hurt. Again. We finally saw him. He goes down the minors. Now he's hurt again. What you really want to start looking out for is Austin Wells um, with the Somerset Patriots. Austin Wells has looked great. I think he's your next big prospect um, to come up. I'd like to see him get up to triple a now double a we all everyone knows that's where the real talent is um if he can you know if he can put up some solid numbers down there he hasn't been blowing anyone away by any means this year but um he's another good prospect for the yanks but the catching position you haven't gotten much offense out of either and let's not forget that this team came into this year without a left fielder they have no left fielder And that's another knock on Cashman. Because the allegiance to these guys who underperform, you know, it's blowing up in your face. And I think that's the thing that frustrates Yankee fans, where Hal says he doesn't understand why Yankee fans are this frustrated at, you know, at this point of the year. I'll tell you why. Because coming into the season, you see, you don't have a left fielder. It wasn't addressed, right? They said, you know, Aaron Hicks, he's got a great shot to compete. Everyone said, oh, get, you know, it's a load of crap. We know what Aaron Hicks is. So what do they do? They roll out with Aaron Hicks, disaster, and he's DFA'd. Told you so. Told you so. We didn't need sabermetrics to tell you that's a horrible idea. But here we are. So that's frustrating. We all said you need to address third base. Donaldson is done. All right? He... It is what it is. Donaldson was a great, 
Great player throughout his career. Very good. But you don't beat Father Time. And guess what? Father Time came a-knocking. Now, good for him. He can still pick it, you know, with anyone at the hot corner. But he can't swing the bat. He can't catch up to a fastball. How many times do you see, uh, you know, a two-strike fastball, you know, at the shoulders? He just swings on through. He can't get there. Look at the look at him earlier in his career with Toronto. That's a pitch. He'd still swing, but he'd be able to catch up to and foul it off. He can't do that anymore. He can't do that anymore. So, again, we said you got to get someone new at the hot corner. They didn't do it. That's frustrating. You know, it, it, there's just a huge disconnect to me, it seems, between the front office and the fan base. Now, there's always a disconnect there, right? Very rarely is the front office and the fan base on the same page. But it seems that the mistakes that the front office keeps making are the same mistakes. And isn't that the definition of insanity? So it's a frustrating time to be a New York baseball fan. Again, you know, listen, it's a lot of people were looking ahead, you know, looking at training camp now. Jets and the Giants. The Mets, man, the Mets are as close to officially dead this year as you can get. And the Yankees aren't far behind. Hopefully Aaron Judge can get healthy soon. And we have a bit of a saving grace on this season. At least give you maybe a a week or two of postseason baseball. We'll see. They're not a World Series team right now. I'll tell you that. They are not a World Series team. Now let's do a little bit of a look ahead for both teams. The Mets uh, coming off that series with Houston. They're going to start a weekend series in Philadelphia this weekend. Three games set. After that, they come on home for a four-game series against Milwaukee and a weekend series at home against the Giants. That'll be a fun one against the Giants as well, too. Now, speaking of the Giants, too, real quick, there's a player on the Giants that I actually, I'd like, I'd like to take a flyer on if you're the New York Yankees. Now, I believe, his average, I think it's in the 230s right now. Not great, but I really... If you can get him for cheap, meaning not some of your premier, you know, prospects, bring in Michael Conforto. Bring Conforto back to New York, this time in the Bronx. I've always loved Conforto's swing. Okay? I think he would fit great in that lineup. Let's see. Giants, you know, they got to start losing a little bit more, too. They're on the fringe, but they're a team that's gearing up to look uh, look like they're going to be sellers this year. All right, so as I mentioned, they got Milwaukee, and then uh, they play the Giants after that. The Yankees, they finish up a three-game set with Seattle. They take two out of three. You really wanted that sweep after, you know, getting swept by Boston. They got absolutely embarrassed, you know, by uh, Seattle and that uh, – End of the series game. Excuse me, my mind's not working now. 
And now they look to host Texas Rangers over the weekend, finally getting some day games back on the weekend. You know how much I've been, you know, furious about that, the lack of day games on the weekend. Thank God. You know, all right, we've had our share. Everyone got their jollies off to a Yankees-Red Sox series. And then, of course, that Dodgers series before that. But, oh, thank goodness that's done. You get some normalcy back. Even though the Texas game on, you know, Saturday has to be at 4 o'clock. You know, give me a freaking break. But, all right, I'll put up with that. Times aren't great in New York right now, baseball-wise. It's just how it is, fact of the matter. Now, we look forward to next week having Brian back in the studio with us. Uh, Pat as well, too. We'll talk a little more in-depth on both teams, go over, you know, what we're looking at, get Brian's feel as a Met fan. I'm pissed off of the Mets for him. I can't imagine how he's feeling. So that'll be good to have him back in the studio next week. If you haven't done so already, make sure to give us a follow on all, all of our socials. That's S2StationPod, letter S, number two, Station Pod. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, also, YouTube, S2, Station Pod. Once again, letter S, number two, Station Pod. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and ring that notification bell to get alerts when we drop new videos. You'll want to do that as we do post more often than our even our, we have our podcasts. We have weekly videos there as well, too. It's a great place to follow Station to Station. I hope you enjoyed episode 13, Station to Station podcast. I'm John Persapio. We'll see you next week, everyone. Take care.